what's up what's up incredible loved and valued people i am so thankful for your life i am so thankful that i get to be a part of your day my name is mma mcdaniel and it is an honor to have you on the have you heard podcast friends this is going to be so much fun because one of my dearest best friends, Georgia Brown, is on the podcast with us today. And this podcast is also going to be so fruitful and insightful because we are talking about prayer. And I figured who better of a person to invite on to talk about prayer. So guys, grab your headphones. Let's get into the word. Georgia Brown, welcome to the Have You Heard podcast. I love this because I think this is like, what, the third time to have you on. And I think I've had you on for one time each year the podcast has even existed. So we're going on three years of the podcast and I think you've been on every year and I find that just really fitting. (laughs) Wait, that's so special. Em, I love you so much. I'm so honored to be back. I love the Have You Heard heard podcast. The little twang starts coming out, sis. This is so beautiful. And seriously, like when it comes to prayer, like that is my favorite thing to talk about. And I'm so beyond honored and excited um, and just expectant to see where the Lord leads this conversation. Yeah, me too. Be, me too. But before we talk about prayer, before we get into it, I would love to know what is something that made you smile today. Girl, you. Like, looking forward to this conversation. Aww. I've been so excited to see your beautiful face because I just love you. And we got to talk on the phone a few days ago, which was so sweet, but it's so different to just see your smile and just to talk and just feel like you're in the same room together. So that's what made me smile today was thinking about talking to you. And now here we are. And now I am smiling. <laughs> wow. Well, ditto. I am loving this. I think... I've been planning for this podcast for months. I'm not even kidding. And so this is such a looked forward to conversation and definitely something I've been so giddy about. June 6th, I'm so happy. And I guess people listening, it won't be June 6th whenever you hear this. But just know (laughs) I've been looking forward to June 6th because we got to record this. So I love you and I love that. I feel like the best way to start talking about prayer is to really get down to the basics of things that we sometimes may forget to even address or talk about because there can easily be an assumption of, yeah, I know what it is, but I think it's really fun. So whenever, Georgia, you know this, when I was a senior in high school, our family, we hosted a foreign exchange student from Switzerland. Caroline literally is like a sister to me. Like we still Mm -hmm. will Marco Polo all the time. And one of the incredible takeaways, one of the many that I had from her living with us for a whole year is that she had such a learning spirit. She had such a curious heart and it was to the point where she wanted to know what words meant so much. And I remember in her room, like from day one until day 365 when she left, like the amount of note cards that built upon each other was insane. And every single note card was a different word that she learned. Like if she didn't know a word, she would come to you. She would ask you what it meant. She would write it down, write the definition and draw a picture. So like I even remember the word puddle. She was like, Emma, what is a puddle? And because her first language is French. So there were still some words she was learning in English. And 
she was like, what is a puddle? And she ended up writing the definition as a mini lake. And she wrote, she drew like the cutest little, like little baby spot of water on this little note card. And I say all this to say some of the words that she would ask me were words I used every single day. And I bring this in because I feel like prayer, especially in the church, is a word that we use all the time. Like, go to the Lord in prayer. What if, What can I pray about for you? What prayer requests do you have going into the week? Like, like we just use it. It almost just rolls off the tongue without us even thinking about it sometimes. And she would ask me certain questions about words that I used every day. And sometimes I was honestly caught in my tracks thinking, mm-hmm. hold up, I... I use that word all the time, but let me take a moment to just think, what does that even mean? <laughs> if somebody were to ask me, like, how do you even define that? Like, how would I define that to you so you could write it on your note card? And you who are learning this word, like, I found myself learning about words I use all the time. So all of that to say, I would love for you to share with us, like, if somebody were to come and ask you, Georgia, what even is prayer? What would you say? Mm. Emma, I love that you brought up that story because Caroline changed my life through that too. I remember being also so inspired because her whole wall was filled with these note cards. And again, it was words that you you know that you've heard your whole life that's in your language. You just come to say it in simple phrases or sentences and you glance past them so quickly and you don't even sit in the significance of these words. And I even found myself studying the Bible differently because of Caroline, because she was so just eager to learn and curious. Like we need to stay curious. So even as I'm reading scripture and there's a word that is just easy and simple, I'm like, wait, but what does that actually mean? Like what's the weight behind it? And so she had such an impact on my story too. And so I'm just so grateful that you brought that up because our words like are so significant and there's so much power behind them. And you're right. Like we say, how can I pray for you? But what, what does that mean? Like, what does that look like? What does that sound like? And Mm -hmm. it honestly can be very overwhelming because we think it has to look a certain way, sound a certain way, be a certain way with your Bible, open your hands folded, your eyes closed, maybe sitting on the side of a bed, like you maybe saw on a, on a book, a child's book growing up. But really prayer is a two-way conversation between you and your Heavenly Father where there's active participating and active listening. And it is so sweet. Well, thank you, sis. Like, honestly, I think for so long I thought it was just me sharing with him. But then one day, girl, he stopped me in my tracks and he was like, Holy Spirit said, are you going to let me respond? He is the God that still speaks. He is the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and of you and of me. He is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. And through his word and through prayer, we get to know that voice clear, and we get to tune in to his frequency, into his radio channel, and be able to hear him because creation reveals his glory. And it's just the sweetest thing. It's a really prayer at the basics. It's just a friendship with your father. I am so encouraged and I love that you just spoke it so simply and plainly that it is a two-way conversation between you and God. And not only is it participation via you presenting your request to Him, you pouring your heart out to Him, you asking questions, but it's also listening 
And I, I don't know if those of you listening have ever felt this way, but I feel like sometimes I can like go on a walk or I'm driving in my car and I'm talking with the Lord and I feel like, wow, I just, I feel like today I really leaned into prayer based on how much I poured my heart out, which mm. is so true. Some days I, I need that and I have a lot to share, but I think it is really cool that, wow, sometimes on days where I hop in the car or I'm washing the dishes or I'm taking my dog on a walk and I may just say, hey, Lord, I'm here and I love you. And I'm just actively listening to whatever it is he may want to say. That's just as much me leaning into prayer today. So I love how you brought in both and reminded us of, oh, sometimes it can feel a lot more complicated, but it's actually, it's quite complex and insane, the fact that we get to talk with him. But when you get down to it, it's, the definition of it is very simple. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's so beautiful. And some of my favorite moments, even in the past couple of weeks, were cooking in the kitchen for family and then afterwards washing the dishes and praying over them and just talking to the Lord and thanking them for the laughter that was around the table. Because 1 Thessalonians yeah. 5.17 is just three simple words. Pray without ceasing. And so if you look mm-hmm. up the word ceasing, and or if you look at it in other translations, it just says, never stop praying. So if you take the word prayer, never stop talking to God. Like it's, it's basically, prayer is basically picking up the phone in the morning to call your best friend. And it's just like if I were to call you first thing in the morning, Em, and be like, good morning, like, what's up? Like, like the book title, hi, God, it's me, like, hey, Em, it's me. And then you just stay on the phone all day and just having that constant communion. And sometimes there is active talking of like, oh my gosh, you're not going to believe what just happened. But then other times, it's kind of like the sweet little couple from Up where they're sitting in their two uniquely styled chairs and they're just sitting there in the silence and they just want to be in each other's presence. That is all your father wants. He just wants to be with you. And it comes back to abiding in the vine of just being with him and being in communion and and just letting him know what's going on in your life. Yes, he knows already because he is God. Like he is so much greater. He is bigger and higher than all of our ways and our thoughts. But he wants us to come to him like his child because in Matthew 6, we read where it says when the disciples ask him like, hey, Jesus, will you teach us to pray? That's the only thing that the disciples ever asked Jesus to actually teach them was about how to pray. And he said, when you pray, pray like this, our Father. So God wants you to see him as Father, which makes you his child, his kingdom kiddo, God's girl, like come to him and share. And I know that that gets into a whole thing Mm. of we see God through the lens of our earthly parents through our earthly father. And and I get that. That can be also a very tricky subject to even bring up. Yeah. And I get that. No one has a perfect earthly father because all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of the Lord. We are all human. But when we get to know his heart and get to know his character and we get to see his unfailing love through his word, we mm-hmm. learn to trust him more and more. And when we hear stories of all of our family and the faith and the way that the father has shown up for them, 
we can come to him more confidently. And I'm even encouraged through the Psalms as I read about David and how he just came to God so earnestly on the highest of high days and on the lowest of low days when he's hiding in a cave and hoping people don't kill him. You know what I'm saying? So the Lord just wants you to come. And Emma, I think sometimes we believe this lie that I will come to God when I have it all together. When everything gets straightened out, then I'll pray. When I'm not living in sin or when everything just looks a certain way from the outside, then God will love me on the inside and then I'll start to pray or then I'll go to church or then I'll get in community. But the truth is, he just wants you to come. He says, come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. He wants to give you rest. And that is found in his presence because he is the Prince of Peace. And so I just want y'all to talk to him because he just loves you so much. Yes, this is so refreshing, Georgia. It makes me think of Psalm 27 where Mm. David says, Lord, I've heard you say, like, come and talk with me, come and talk to me. And David responds and says, Lord, I'm coming. Like, I I love you and I'm coming. And one of my favorite verses in that, in that Psalm is whenever he says, this is the only thing that I ask. This is the only thing that I seek that I may basically just be with you. He says that yeah. I may gaze upon your beauty and your temple. Like, I just want to be in your presence. And and just talking about like the, how he is our father scripture. I, I believe it's in Luke 18, but I could be wrong. But it's where the Lord is basically saying like, if a, if a like kind parent wouldn't give a snake as a gift to their kid, then how much more will your heavenly father, who is a perfect father, give, give good gifts, give his spirit to those who ask him? And so I love how you brought in the reality of like people listening may not have the best relationship with their dad, but to be careful to not let that be the lens by which you see your heavenly dad because he loves you so much and he wants to show you the care and the compassion and the love that he made you to walk in. So I love that you brought that encouragement in because that's so real. Yeah, yeah, it really is. And that is something that I really wanted to talk about from the beginning in in Hi God, It's Me, the devotional, because, man, like that's how prayer should start out is our Father in heaven. And so we, we break down the what we have called the Lord's Prayer throughout growing up in the church. But really, we see it's the model prayer that Jesus gave us as little compartments of things that we can lift up. Our Father in heaven, holy is your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done. But we got to start at the foundation of, do you see him as Father? And so you may not know your earthly father's name. You, he may not be in your life. And I am so sorry for that. He, he may be your best friend, or he just may be the one that you see on the weekend because he's traveling all throughout the week. But your heavenly father is closer than your next breath. And Mm -hmm. I want you to be able to see him the way that he sees you as as his beloved. And so we kind of break that down and we have this activity called unpacking the past. And it's like the suitcase of your life and just kind of compartmentalizing things and in your story of like, Hey, like this, this shirt may be wrinkled, but let's, let's fold it up and let's, let's 
kind of sift through our heart and try to get to the root of like, why do I feel this way? Why do I see God this way? Why, why do I feel this way when the, even the word father is brought up or dad, or I can't even talk to the Lord because I feel like no one listens to me even in my own home. And so it's just really personal and really sweet. And I just really want, I really want healing to happen because when Mm. healing happens, then freedom is found. But first there has to be some forgiveness and, and letting go and coming to the Father just honestly because that's all prayer is. Like He wants you to take off the filter, take off the makeup, the war paint, the, the mask, and He just wants you to be with Him. And uh, it, it really is so refreshing when you realize that you are already known, seen, and loved and you don't have to fight for a seat at the table that that seed is already there and he's opening it for you to just sit down so you can find that rest in him. This is so inviting. I And I feel like you're already touching on it. But now that we've really brought clarity and in a simple way, talked about what prayer even is, why pray? Mm. Like what's the purpose? Mm, I love that, Em. The purpose of prayer is to know the person of prayer. Mm. And it is all about knowing the Father and what He has done through His Son and then having a relationship with the Holy Spirit. It is all about the three-in-one, the Trinity, and it is about getting to know His heart, getting to know His character, and bringing heaven here. It's so beautiful because in the Old Testament, this wasn't the option. Like we had to bring a sacrifice. There was always a sacrifice that was required. But because of Jesus, because of our Savior, the veil is torn and we can literally just come and talk to him right now. And he is with us. It is the most beautiful thing. And so the Mm. purpose of prayer is to know the person that we're praying to is all about to know Jesus and to know his Father. And it is about being tethered to our family, to know who we were made in the image and the likeness of, and to walk confidently in that because we are in this world, but not of this world. And so as we're journeying through this life onto eternity to be with our father, as we journey there, he wants us to get to know him and to walk in that confidently, boldly, to be able then to hold his hand and then bring others with us and to mm-hmm. share of this relationship of like, hey, I was once dead in my sin. Like, let me tell you about my Jesus. Let me tell you about the one that saved my soul. And then you get to share with him that relationship. And what is so special is every relationship with his children is so different and so special yeah. and unique. And you can share about how he has been your your rock, your salvation, your best friend. And it is just like a diamond. It just shines on every beautiful, unique angle because I know a lot of my girlfriends and guy friends, like they hear the voice of the Lord different than I do. But even through that, it encourages me to keep seeking him, to keep asking, knocking, and to get to know his heart and get to know his character because prayer isn't about getting things. It is about just sitting and and giving him your yes, giving him your next breath, giving him your heart. And it is just so sweet. And so it's all about the person of prayer. The person of prayer. I love that the purpose of prayer is the person 
of prayer. I'm going to remember that. That's so encouraging. And when I when I think of prayer, I think of not only my friendship with God and my relationship with with him that looks so like it it can have so many different forms cuz he is my friend. What we've been talking about, he is my father. Like he is my protector. He is my sovereign Lord and King. Mm. Like he, he's my everything. But then I also, I think of how often prayer, it keeps me so dependent upon the Lord. Like whenever I'm intentional, as we were talking about in first Thessalonians to pray without ceasing, like pray continually, whenever I'm intentional to cultivate that habit, like I'm not only more and more aware that the Lord is with me, but I'm more and more aware of how much I need him. And I find my confidence growing. I really do. Mm -hmm. I find my confidence growing in who he says I am. I find my confidence growing as I walk into the unfamiliar and the unknown. I find my confidence growing in my relationships with other people whenever I'm continually in prayer because I'm continually aware of how much I need him and that he meets that need. Like I am Mm -hmm. dependent upon a God who is dependable and that he's got me. And so it keeps me in this place of like, dependency which always leads to confidence because I always know I'm depending on something that's secure and solid Mm. so I just love that you said that the purpose of prayer is the person because it really does like I've never intentionally leaned into conversation with the Lord and not grown in dependency upon him and confidence in him like it's just they go hand in hand they go together they do. And that is so good. It literally makes me think of a couple of days ago, I was journaling out my prayers and, and Georgia Brown was talking first. It was like not even um, walking in the spirit. It was a little bit of my flesh and how I was feeling and my emotions. And it was in a moment that I really needed to lead those emotions to the truth and not be driven by those emotions. And I was just taking it to the Lord and I was just telling him how I feel and all this stuff. And then out of nowhere, it was like my heart as I leaned into his presence and I got closer to his heartbeat and reminding myself of who he is, my prayer shifted. And I was like, but Lord, I know who you are. I know your sovereign hand in my life. I have never mm-hmm. seen the righteous forsaken. And that is also why we need to be in, in his word. And I see even David too, the shift. He'll be like, though this is happening, 10,000 fall at my wayside, like all this, like I will not be shaken. I will not be rocked. And so you're so right. Like he is so dependable. He has yeah. never once failed his people. We will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. And we have to remind our hearts of that. And truly David said like, encourage yourself in the Lord. And that is so true. And prayer does that. It gives us an opportunity Mm -hmm. to remember because you shared this with me years ago that remembrance leads to a deepening of faith. And it's true. Like we have to look back and remember and then keep going. And no, we're not going backwards, but it's like these Ebenezer moments where we're like, look at what the Lord has done because it is, it is a testimony and it is just so amazing. And it sharpens us. It equips us. And our story then can share with others all for his glory. And it's just a beautiful thing. And it builds upon each other. And I'm so glad that you brought that up because He is so mighty and so powerful. 
Mm-hmm. And I just want to praise him. Like that is another level of prayer is just praising him for who he is and his faithfulness that just shines like the sun and reminding him of like, Lord, you're incredible. And that again, just strengthens us too, as we're encouraging our own heart. Like this is who I serve. This is the great I am. That is my father, my friend, but my savior. This is so good, Georgia. I'm so, I'm just so thankful. And I hope that those listening are encouraged if prayer has just become kind of like what we were talking about the be- at the beginning of this conversation, a word that you know, something that you do before you eat, something that you do because you feel like you're supposed to, something that you do on a Sunday morning. Maybe you also do it in your day-to-day and you've established a rhythm of prayer, but you forgot your why. You forgot who it was you were even talking to. You forgot why you were even coming to him. You forgot the power of what it is you were actually leaning into every day. I'm so encouraged because I I really pray that this is something that just fans the flame of, oh yeah, like I, I really hope that this is just a remembrance of this is it. And for those who haven't had that moment, that this is their moment of like, oh, I've never heard of people experiencing their walk with the Lord and conversations with him with this love and excitement. So thank you for sharing your heart. We've talked about like what even is prayer. We've talked about why do we pray? What's the purpose? So if that's the case, this is really important to me. I know that this is something I really want to lean into every day, but how do I do it? It's kind of like the disciples coming to Jesus teach us how to pray. And I know that you walk you walk through this in your book. And so I would love if you would share with us like the person who may be asking, okay, this is awesome. I know this is of great importance. I want this to be a bigger part of my life. But how do I even do it? Where do I even start? Maybe mm. how can I grow in it? Mm, that's so good. I, hmm. When I became real with the Lord, he became real to me. And so I think that when it comes to prayer, I just had mm-hmm. to get really honest with where I was at and stop faking it till That's I make it. That's a word. <laughs> when I became real with God, he became real to me. That's really powerful. <laughs> right? It, it, I had this aha moment. And, you know, I I always knew who God was. I grew up in the church, but then it was when I just really got to know Jesus and got to see him throughout the scripture. And then when I saw that the disciples came to him humbly and said, we want what you have. They saw him praying and talking to God the Father, and they were like, we want that. Will you teach us? And so even just asking that first question of like, hey, I don't even know where to start. The disciples ask that too. And so Mm -hmm. I pray that that also encourages you to know like you're not alone in trying to figure this all out. I'm still figuring out every day. And there's seasons of different ways that I find myself sitting with the Lord and praying or talking to him and all this stuff. But when it comes to to this devotional and the way that I broke it down was I wanted us to go back to that, that model that Jesus gave us in Matthew 6 of our Father 
who is in heaven. Holy is your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And he breaks this down. So for the first half of this Devo, we break that down. And even without this devotional, y'all can do that. Like, look at this example that Jesus gave us and break down each word like Caroline did back as she had those note cards on her wall. Our Father. Go through and just even Google like the definition of a father. Holy is your name. Look up the definition of the word holy. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Are these things that we're praying for? Like, are we wanting things to be on earth as they are in heaven? Like, if if it's in heaven, like, I want to be participating in it here. How can I partner with you, Lord, in being a part of your kingdom here on earth? How can I love my friends better to be able to display your kingdom today? And man, Lord, may I forgive others as you've forgiven me. Like that forever changed my life. I remember being in Sunday school, Emma, and hearing that for the first time. And I was like, wait, I'm not forgiven if I don't forgive others? Like, forgive us as we forgive others? Huh? There's so many layers to this beautiful thing that we call prayer and this journey with Jesus. And so that is like half of the Devo, but then the other half is talking about how prayer should be our priority. It it changes our perspective. It is our protection. All sorts of different things. And even on the days when you don't know what to pray, there's even a day about how you can learn how to just pray through the Psalms and echo the words that we have mm-hmm. already here that are alive and active. And so, man, like just just come like that. That is my most easy practical advice is just come. If you don't know what to pray, um, just go to the Psalms, open up, open up the Psalm. And Emma even joined me on faith and friends with the devotional. We have uh, 20 podcast episodes that are QR codes within the book that can take you to 20 episodes on prayer. And Emma and I did one about breaking down, man, the most beautiful, high priestly prayer that Jesus was giving to his people and gives to us today. And Emma, I just am so excited for that episode to come out. I'm so grateful. Me too. Me too. Yes, guys. Georgia has a podcast called Faith and Friends, and it is one that if you are not tuned into, you definitely want to be. And I had the privilege and delight of getting to be on it. You totally want to go check it out. And I love that you just brought in praying scripture and going to Mm -hmm. the Psalms and praying the Psalms. That's one of my favorite things because I'm like, I'm just literally as I'm going to the Lord, I am declaring truth that brings freedom. I am reminding my soul of the word of God that is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. I am declaring his promises over my life. Like there is so much power in praying the scripture. So I love that you said that. And I also, I feel like there, there is sometimes a way over complication of (laughs) prayer. And so even going back to what you said at the very beginning of what even is prayer, that it's a two-way conversation of active participation and active listening and realizing that you don't have to, I love how you said this at the beginning, you don't have to have a certain format of words that you say every time. And you don't have to make sure that you have all of your stuff together. Like, what does that even mean? What would that even look like if you were to be asked straight up, 
what do you mean by have all of your stuff together? Does it mean that you don't struggle anymore? Because if that's the case, then you're never going to go to the Lord while you're here. And so I I do encourage you to remember, not, not take away the gravity of how powerful and weighty prayer is, but also remember the simplicity of you can literally start with, hi, God, good morning. Like sometimes when I wake up in the morning and I'm brushing my teeth, I'm just like, Good morning, God. Mm-hmm. I, I love you. It's so good to be with you. And I can't wait to experience this day with you. So I don't know if you're carrying that weight that like I can't come to God unless it looks a certain way. I really believe that that's hindering you from such sweet, sweet intimacy with God because he's like, no, whoever told who told you that? And when did you come in agreement with it? Um, so, Georgia, it is like so clear as day and absolutely beautiful that you you walk in relationship with the Lord. Just, I mean, I get to talk with you all the time and I'm so grateful for it and I'm thankful for these podcasts because so many other people are getting to see the light that you shine so boldly and so clearly and it's evident whether we're on a podcast or on a FaceTime date like it's evident that you love the Lord and you don't only talk about him but you talk with him all the time and so we talked about what is prayer why do I pray how do I pray I would love for you to share a little bit of your own story and how prayer has impacted your own walk with God. Like you, you wrote a book about it. So it obviously matters so much to you. And you obviously just in the life that you live, it's impacted your life from the inside out transformatively. And so I would love for you to share like how has your relationship with God grown and how has prayer played a role in that? Mm. <laughs> this is one of my favorite stories. I'm so grateful. Man, a few years ago, I saw this movie called War Room. So good. Kendrick Brothers films. Love. We love them. It is literally my favorite movie. And in this movie, there is a character called Miss Clara. And it is this sweet older woman who was about to sell her house. And so she was given a house tour and showing the realtor. And there was this little closet, and she was like, this is my war room. This is where I go and pray. And I always remembered that. But I never had had a walk-in closet in my life. You know, Emma, my closet back home in Arkansas, <laughs> my childhood bedroom, you open that door, you grab what you need, you you close it back up, and you go. There's no way to like put your whole body in there like Miss Clara's closet and <laughs> war room. But I always had that tucked in the back of my heart. I was like... Wow, that's so neat. And you don't have to have a closet, but I just that that little, you know, movie just reminded my heart of that. And so I was in college and it was my I think my junior year and I had my first little apartment and it had a little walk-in closet for the first time in my life and I was like, "Wow, this is great. I'm really going up in the world. Got me a little walk-in closet." <laughs> and still I didn't think anything of it and I didn't think of that movie until life got a little hard. And you step into things in college that your world gets a little bigger and things start to happen with people around you. And man, oh man, I was sitting on the couch with a friend at my apartment and she had told me about a situation where she had gone to a college party and she had got taken advantage of at this party. And it was in that moment that it just hit so close to home for me in a new way as I had been growing with my relationship with the Lord. And I was like, wow, God, like... 
I literally can do nothing about this right now. And as she's pouring her heart out to me, like I was still at this place where I didn't feel confident to even pray out loud over her. And I just like held her hand and I just listened. And then all I could do was give her a hug. That was the only consoling that I had in me in that moment because I was so heartbroken and I felt what the father felt over his girl and he was heartbroken over it too. So she left and somehow just step by step, I went back into that little little apartment room of mine and uh, my feet hit the floor in that closet and I just sat and then... I remembered that movie and how she like prayed on and wrote on a piece of paper and then put it on the wall. And so that's exactly what I did next. I found a little note card, um, probably from flashcards that I was studying with for college. And I wrote out a prayer over my sweet friend. And it was so honest. And again, it was just, I got real with God. Lord, I'm mad. I'm mad that this happened. I'm frustrated. I wish I could do something about this. I want to go do something about this, you know? And I just was honest. And I wrote it out. I had some little washi tape and I stuck it up on the wall. And I sat for a few more minutes and then I got up. And I closed the door. And this physical representation of writing it down, seeing these words on the paper as I'm lifting it up to him and lifting it up to heaven and then leaving it and having to close the door. It was just a really great release for me to say, Hmm. I surrender. Like when you say amen, so be it. Like letting go and letting God do what he needs to do and presenting all of your requests by prayer and petition with thanksgiving up to the Father. And every day since then, I've I've done that. I have prayed over my friends that are in hard relationships. I've prayed for my friends that have gone through miscarriages or the, the weddings. I remember your wedding season. I was just interceding and interceding. <laughs> and And when you find out the friend is pregnant or your friend is going through the breakup or your parents are going through struggles or you yourself are feeling unsure... Man, when I just started getting specific and lifting up people instead of, you know, we talk about it so much. Why not bring it to God first? We talk about it with other people. If we prayed about it as much as we talked about it, my gosh, we would see such change and such beauty. And our prayers will not always be answered the way that we pray them. But that's because he is God and we are not. And his plans mm-hmm. are good. They are to prosper us and not to harm us. Plans to give us hope and a future in his ways. They're so much greater. And so we can't lean on our own understanding. But we can acknowledge him in all of our ways. Knowing he's going to make that path straight. And we can just continue to lift things up and give them back to him. And so that's how I've seen prayer in my life. Even this morning I was in the closet and just lifting up you know, a marriage that I know is struggling right now. And I literally can't do anything about that situation as my friend won't even answer my text messages. And so it's like, okay, Lord, I need you. They need you. And before they're my friend, those are your children. And I trust you and I surrender them back to you today. And so again, like you said, just this constant realization of dependence and need in him it grows your confidence and your strength and friendship in him and here we are and i can't believe i would have never thought i'd write a book about it but it's just the overflow of my heart and i'm so grateful to share what the lord has taught me over the past four years i 
am so thankful for you and I'm so thankful for your relationship with him and I'm so thankful for how he is teaching me and countless other humans about his heart and his character through your life and through your relationship with him and so thank you so much for sharing that and I love the visual of whenever you first went into your closet and you wrote down your prayer and then you left the room and closed the door and I say that I love that visual because I think it's really easy sometimes to take things to the Lord but still carry it as though we have it's all on our shoulders, still worry about it and wrestle with it as though we haven't invited God in. It's like we, we vocally are bringing it to God, but in our heart, we're still entirely carrying it. And so there is a lack of trust there. And so I just love that visual of like, no, I'm continuing to pray about this all the time. I'm con- I'm continuing to care about it all the time. But that visual of closing the door is, God, I, even though this is not just a every day, this is an every moment surrender to you. I'm closing the door to demonstrate, like, I truly am trusting this to you. Your word says, do not be anxious about anything to bring things to you, and then you will guard me in peace. And yet I wonder why I'm still toiling in anxiety after I've claimed that I brought stuff to you. It leads me to ask, did I bring it to you? And trust you with it or did I bring it to you and still carry it all by myself Mm. so thank you for that picture of just yeah I'm gonna take it to God and I'm gonna trust him with it and it's through trusting him and not leaning on my own understanding that I am going to find peace and I also I love this because this was on my heart when I was just praying over our time together I was just thinking about people who may have a harder view towards prayer because maybe they have leaned in to prayer and praying over the mom who has cancer, praying that a certain relationship would work out, praying for, I mean, I could go down so many different examples and what they were really asking for, what they were really, really wanting, what they were really needing a breakthrough in, they didn't see it come to be. And so now there may be people listening who say, okay, the way that you are talking about your relationship with God and prayer sounds incredible, but I kind of feel like my trust with God is broken because Mm -hmm. what I wanted so badly and he knows the longings of my heart. He hears my every sigh, yet it didn't come out the way that I so desperately wanted. And we're just sitting in the why Like, is God really good? Does he really care? And I feel like you spoke into that so well whenever you said, I am going to trust in the Lord with all of my heart, not lean on my own understanding, but in all of my ways continue to submit to him, knowing that he is making my path straight. And going back to why do we pray? I love how you said that the purpose of prayer is the person. Like, I look back on my own life and I I see how my character conformed to the likeness of Christ. I see how my t- dependency upon God grew only stronger and richer. My trust in the fact that he is good, even whenever things circumstantially were still going astray, 
was so being deeply rooted that whenever I came out on the other side, no, it didn't go how maybe I thought it would go. But I came out and it was, I was a better version of myself than I had ever been. My relationship with God was stronger than it had ever been. And so I... I just really hope that people are hearing that, that like we're promised in this world we will have trouble. It's a guarantee that in this world it's broken, that we are sinful people. We live in a world that's broken because of sin. And so there is there is hurt and there is trouble and there are things that don't go the way that we would want. But I love going back to the why. What is our purpose of prayer? It's to grow in relationship with God and through that we trust that He's working all things together for the good of those who love him, who are called according to his purpose. He is so faithful to conform me to the likeness of his son. He's so faithful to pour his love and his hope out on me by the power of his spirit. Like there is maturity and perfection that is coming from the trials of many kinds. And what would it look like to be okay with not knowing all of the answers to why and the reason I can be okay with not knowing all the answers to why is because I'm resting so confidently in the who. Yeah. Because if I could understand God with my three-pound brain, he wouldn't be God. <laughs> my three-pound brain. <laughs> and, you know, Em, like, I've been disappointed too. I've been let down. I've wanted things to work a certain way, or, and they haven't. But, you know... He's never once left me. He's never once given up on me as I have made mistake after mistake. So you know what? I'm not going to give up on him, the one that never changes, the one that is the same forevermore. And I'm going to keep coming back. And I'm going to come honestly. And I'm going to have to trust. Mm -hmm. And with that, man, like that, that confidence is built. And sometimes it is broken down too as you have to look at things from a different way and and trust in him and knowing that he has your best interest at heart. And so when you are frustrated, the best thing you can do is take that to him. When you are angry, the best thing you can do is take that to him. He can handle it. He can handle it. He says, come to me. Like he, his yoke is easy. His burden is light. And so I just, I really just want our friends to come, Emma. Like I don't yeah. want them to, to have it all bottled up and feel like that they have to do it themselves to hold it, to carry the weights of this world that they ne- were never meant to carry. And he never asked you to. And so what are the things that you've put on yourself that he didn't put on you? Why don't you surrender them today? Why don't you... Let go of the control and hand hand him back all of these things that he can he can take from you because we have to we have to surrender and with that comes humility and just back to what the disciples prayed, like teach us, Lord, like teach us. Teach us yeah. how to pray, teach us how to come to you. Show us what this looks like. Like I just want what you have. And what they wanted was that intimacy and with that comes just being real. Mm-hmm. Yep. That I I really will remember that that whenever you got real with God, he became real to you cuz he's always real and he's always good and he's always so in love with you. But the more we experience him is equivalent it's it's tied directly to like how 
how honestly are you coming to him? So that's mm-hmm. so good. Georgia, I would love if you would share with people listening where they can get Hi God, It's Me because they got to get it. I'm so happy. (laughs) I'm so excited about this devotional, y'all. I'm pumped. This devotional is available everywhere. I don't know when this episode goes live, but it is available everywhere July 18th. That's its official birthday. But if this comes out before then, y'all can pre-order it anywhere books are sold. Of course, Amazon has it. We can prime it right to your door, which is so exciting. Um, And I'm just super grateful and pumped. And you can also find it on Dayspring's website. And I just pray that it would be a blessing and a sweet tool to have in your prayer belt. Georgia, thank you. Thank you times a gazillion for being on the Have You Heard podcast, for just pouring out so much wisdom that comes from a fear of the Lord and for sharing your experience of walking with God and just so much encouragement of what (laughs) prayer is and why we pray and how to pray and how it truly is life-changing. I just really, really pray that those of you who are listening are so encouraged to go to God today. He loves you so, so, so much. He's jealous for you. And just as he told David, come and talk to me, come and talk with me. And David said, Lord, I hear you and I'm coming. I pray that that would be what our response is after this podcast today, that we're aware God wants us. He wants to talk with us and we respond with God. I'm coming. I love y'all so much and I cannot wait to talk to y'all very soon. Bye guys.